Mic check, mic check. One, two, one, two. Hey, good money. <laughs> It's your girl Sika bringing you Sika Talks the podcast back with another one. You know, another week, another episode. We gotta make this into a jingle, but you know what? I'm gonna get my my DJs, my my music, my set beats peoples on this because I need the little jingle to go with it. Perch. Yo, but let let me tell you today we have another <laughs> we have another one with a special my special lady. You know, we, I'm excited to get into this one. So the introduction, you already know what it is. Okay. She's back. My plantain chips. Okay. <laughs> I forgot the song. Oh, back, Coco, plantain, plantain chips. chips. Come on. Anyways. Ladies and gentlemen. We're here today with the fantastic, beautiful, fantabulous Nana Ama. I'ma be for real. Cause if it ain't for real, she's we not doing it. We okay? not doing it. I'm not saying it if it's not for real. Per. <laughs> per. Per. That's another slogan and another jingle for you. Okay. But today, you know, we are here to discuss another another distance. And the distance for today is faith. Okay. Okay. We want to talk about faith today. Let's talk about it. So let's get into it. Nana Amal, be for real. Mm. What does faith mean to you? Ooh, child. <clears throat> Laid on the cross. Child. <laughs> Oh man, this is a great question. So obviously we all know the, you know, the well, most of us know, if you grew up in church, you know the verse, you know, faith is the evidence of all things hoped for, the substance of things not seen. Right. Cool. So honestly speaking, it, it really is. It really is. Faith to me is just having confidence in confidence in um what god has said to you right you know what god has said to you and you're gonna stick by it that's your man and you're gonna stick beside him pretty much pretty much you know regardless of how that looks regardless of how that feels regardless of how that may translate into your present situation you have total and complete confidence that God is who he says he is and what God has said about you is exactly what he has said. Um, so that's really what faith means to me. That's the encapsulation of that entire verse, you know, the evidence of things not seen. So the every everything that is inside of me, including the potential me, um, the me that I haven't seen, the me that I haven't even dreamt of. I have faith that God is going to allow that to be able to come into full manifestation through me. And um, it cannot waver. Like, 
it's true what they say. Like, there's no fear in faith. There's no fear in faith. That's what it means to me. Like, even if you're afraid, you have your fear has to be bigger. I mean, sorry, your faith has to be bigger than your fear. Your faith has to be bigger than your fear. Does does that mean that I don't get afraid? <laughs> I be getting scared all the time, but your faith has to be bigger than your fear. So that's really what faith means to me. Total and complete confidence. The fact that God is exactly who he says he is and who he says you are is exactly who you are. So you need to have faith in that, that if you know who God is and he says that this is who you are, be convinced of that. That's what it is to me. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. I think one big thing too is like, if you have fear within your faith, you definitely have to check where that fear is coming from. Yeah. Because it's coming from somewhere. Yep. Yep. And if God is telling us that one of the one of the most repeated thing in the Bible is do not fear, do not fear, yep. do not fear, do not fear. Yep. So that means he knows fear is gonna creep in. But if mm-hmm. you are ten toes down in your faith, you you would be you would be able to conquer that. Yeah. The Bible also reminds us in the New Testament that we were not given the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. But you know who comes to steal, kill, and destroy? Okay. He will come around and you know drop some seeds in your ear yeah. through circumstances, through mm-hmm. whatever, and you know it's gonna get shaky. It's true. But faith, as Nanama said, faith got you know it's got it's got to succumb all of that. Like whatever yeah. you hear, whatever parents are saying, friends are doing, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you gotta you you gotta you you gotta dive in stand ten toes and ten toes no for real and you know isn't it i feel like it's so funny how we we worry about tomorrow right but Mm -hmm. we have so much faith that we're gonna get there like we have worries about five years from now but we have so much faith that we're going to see five years from years from now And that's why Jesus even said, don't even worry about tomorrow. Like, have faith for today because you don't even know if you're going to make it to tomorrow. We have so much faith that we're going to make it tomorrow that we add fear on top of the faith that we have that we're going to make it tomorrow. Like, how are you worrying about what you're going to do tomorrow? (laughs) You don't even know if you're going to make it there tomorrow, but you have so much faith that you're going to get there. Mercy. Have faith for today. Have faith for today. Work that out today. And if you have enough faith for today to the point where you know that, okay, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to wake up tomorrow, then that means that whatever fear you have, like you said, should fall under that faith. That faith should be so big that you say to yourself, I know if I make it tomorrow, the person who got me to tomorrow will get me through the rest of the days of the week. The person who got me through to tomorrow will make sure that I'm good five years from tomorrow. The person that got me to tomorrow will make sure that I'm good regardless if I make it to tomorrow or not. Right? That's faith. That's faith. So, yeah, that's really, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is to me. That's how I live my life, so... Gang gang. Pretty. So 
where and who do you put your trust in? Is it God, the process, other people? Oof, child. You cannot. It's your faith in people. You can't. Yo, you can't. You can't. You can't do it. You can't. You can't. God literally says it. God himself literally says it. Do not put your faith in any arm of flesh. If you put your faith in any arm of flesh, you are cursed. Literally, he says, cursed. You're cursed. You're cursed. Why? Because of ending tears. Hmm. People, they will disappoint you. They will dis- hi. You'll be disappointed. It will end in tears. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to yourself. I promise you, the most trustworthy person you have ever met in your life will disappoint you. Will disappoint you. And it's not to any fault of their own, honestly. It's just because of the fact that humans are just so limited. They're limited in their facilities. They're limited in what they can do. They're limited even sometimes in terms of mindset when it comes to their facilities because they can only see as much as they are willing to be able to do or give or like their particular capacity, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody is trustworthy to a fault. But at the end of the day, people will disappoint you because like I said, we're human, we're finite, we're limited. Um, so yeah, I've learned many a times because I've tried. You know, sometimes you just want to have a good heart. And I'm not saying be distrusting of people. That's not what I'm saying, right? But I'm saying that you need to use wisdom and know that if you're trying to look for safety, salvation, reassurance in a person, you will not find it because God has not made anyone to become a savior. That's why he himself had to come and become the savior for us, right? That shows the fine, the fine, oh God, the finality, right? Or the, the finite nature of humans. God himself had to come and, and be a savior for us. Because we could not do it ourselves. Like, we literally could not do it ourselves. That he had to come in the body and the form of a man called Jesus Christ to be able to actually live a life like how we live and do it perfectly, perfectly, even up until the point of death. Like, literally, perfect life, perfect life perfect not even perfect death but in our sense perfect death perfect sacrifice you know what i mean and that's why he has a name above every name but he was the only one the only one that did it that's why jesus said that none is good but god none is good but god the best person you know is not good none is good but god Right. So we can't put our trust, uh, put our faith, at least in people. You can put your faith in people that show you the um, the purpose in which um, God is placing them in your life. Right. So 
I will also say the process too, you can, you can, you can trust the process, but it's more so, um, trusting God above all things because God is the, the orchestrator of the process, right? So let's take it in, in terms of, um, and you know, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a computer nerd. So let's take it in terms of that. Right. Cool. All right. So right now, let's say you're configuring something on your computer, right? Configuration is just a big word for change. You change something on your computer, whether that's a new system update, whether that's a whatever. We do it all the time, right? When iOS or whatever, I'm not talking to the Android people because it's 2023. Please step it up. Um, the iOS people, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We take, yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 go in there because that's childish. Anyways, um. Brackofee, I know you're listening to this. I'm so sorry. I'm apologetic. Yeah, Brackofee, <laughs> please repent and go to the iPhone store immediately. I'm not playing with you. But let's take that in terms of updates. Now, updates, they have a bunch of processes in which, right, the engineers come up with a certain update to be able to build in, okay, this has this many features. This can do this. This is bug fixes. This is whatever, da 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 da, da right? Mm-hmm. So that has its own set of processes, right? Before it gets to your phone, right? So we have the standard finished product of all those different processes that the engineers have to go through, right? Building out the code, making sure that it works, code reviews, scratching whatever they have and going back to the drawing board, building something else out, then doing another review, scratching that out. And this is a whole entire lengthy process, right? Before it gets to your phone. Now, even when you download the update onto your phone, there's another level of process that the phone has to go to in mm-hmm. order for the phone system to configure to the new update, right? It has to download whether or not you outside and your your phone is on 20%. You got to charge it. You got to wait. Now it's going to say that, oh, it's two minutes loading. It's 50 seconds loading. It's 20 seconds loading until this now restarts your phone, Right? which is a whole other process. So now we're going through a system of processes. But one thing that you can always make sure that Apple will do is that Apple will always lay out that this is what you must do in order for your phone to get to the next update, right? Follow me, I'm going somewhere. Now, with us and God, right? And we're talking about faith and growing in your faith, growing as a mature spiritual being, having a human experience, okay? Because we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Now, you can see the, the series and courses of life as different updates that you move from in the due course of your life, okay? Now, just because we're the same age don't mean that we all at the same stage. There's some people that's on iOS 16.5. There's other people that's on iOS 10. Meanwhile, 
we both have the same iPhone 14. Why is that? They have not gone through the processes of constantly updating their phone to be up to speed with the time that they're in right now. Somebody with an iPhone 8 is going to be acting like an Android right now in this time because it does not have the capacity to be able to handle those updates on that particular phone. So it's either that Apple comes out with a new phone or a new update that will be synchronous with the phone because the phone has the capacity to be able to handle that configuration, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of times we get really comfortable in terms of measuring our success, right? By material standards. We see the processes of life and we think that if we've reached a certain point, in our life where we've gone through certain academic processes or financial processes that we have made it to a certain point but that's not necessarily true in the spiritual sense right because if you go to the book of james it says that you should count it all joy when you go through various trials and tribulations right because the testing of your faith produces perseverance right? That's a process. That's a process. So you can see that a lot of people, they're stuck at the first process of their faith and certain things that come with life can easily hit them because they have not gone through that update. They have not constantly been uh, uh, um, really vigorous in making sure that they are asking God to update them so that they can be up to speed with where he's taking them, how he's taking them through, and what he's taking them to, right? Because not all of our processes or our updates are the same. Some people, they will be at a level of faith where really and truly their faith only works because they have childlike faith. They know that, okay, if I pray right now, tomorrow I'm going to get it, right? And that's one process. God starts us out with that process, right? You pray and you earnestly pray and you are you are asking God for this one thing. And you pray enough, you use the scripture, you fast, you do this, you do that. And sometimes God does like an instant turnaround, right? That's there. That's to build our levels of faith. But what happens when you're praying for stuff? or you're praying for a certain breakthrough and it doesn't come as fast as when you used to pray for in the past. Like, you know, you got it down to a science. Okay, the 21 days, the prayers, the, the particular Psalms in order. Okay, then you go to the prophets. Okay, you know the pro. Okay, you go to Isaiah, you go to Jeremiah, you go to Daniel, you pick them specific verse. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. The specific verses and you put it in order and you say, okay, this is going to be my prayer points for the day. And boom, boom, boom. And you did it the first three times and it worked. And that's cool, right? But now the Isaiah, the Isaiah um verses is not working. You've been praying it for four weeks now, and you need a breakthrough tomorrow, and it's not working. You've been using Jeremiah twenty nine eleven for two months now, and it's still not working. You're not seeing the plan. You're not seeing the hope in the future. It's looking real bleak, 
the future looking real, real bleak. And now the two months turn into four, and the four months turn into six, and the six months turn into a year, and the year turns into one and a half years, and the one and a half year turns into three years, and the three years turn into five years, and you're still praying. And God is saying that it's not time yet. It's not time yet. And then on top of the prayers, you see people asking for what you asked for five years ago. Get it in 12 days. Get it in 21 days. Get it in seven days. Get it in three days. But you've still been praying. And it's five years. So at that point in time, what stage is that? What update is that? What is that teaching you? Right? But that's not to say that the workings of your faith is not as important as the workings of their faith. They're just at a different stage. They're just at a different process. They're just at a different system update. Different system updates do different things for the system, right? Going back to it, Apple will probably put out, right now we're at... 16.04. We're at like, yeah, 16.04, right? (laughs) By the time they come out with iPhone 16 or 15, whatever, we're going to be at iOS 17, right? Cool. So with that, that comes with different system changes. Maybe this one will come with new emojis, but that one is a complete haul over, right? They're talking about... FaceTime voicemails and this and blah, 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 right? That's a different system. That's a different system. Pertaining to your particular system, what God wants to do with you will be different. Will be different. It's different when it comes to people. It's different when it comes to seasons in your life. It's different when it comes to actual locations where you are spiritually and geographically physically it's it differs it differs and that's why you have to have faith in god right because if you have faith in the process the process is not going to look the same every time it's not going to look the same every time because it depends on where you are in life and where god is trying to upgrade you right so um I said that all to say that was very long-winded, but I had to give the illustration, right? Trust in the manufacturer of the process. You can trust the process, yes, but if the process don't look the same in your next season of life, you will start to lose that faith and that faith will turn into skepticism because you were not able to follow the manufacturer of the process. He changes. He comes with new updates all the time. The Mm -hmm. updates might look similar, but they are not the same. So they may follow different processes. So you trust the author of the process more than the process itself. And you definitely don't put all your trust in people. Trust that God will align you with the people that you need to be aligned with in that season of that process that you're going through. Sometimes you won't have people. For sure. And that's the process that you're going through. 
and then another season you will have people to the point where you just want to be by yourself but you <laughs> cannot they will find you they will uncover you that's your season to be uncovered it's your time to be uncovered and everybody has to see you at that time and that's another process but all in all god is constant this is what's really good this was really good because even down to the process right if you don't know what season you're entering into you wouldn't even know what the process that's is going it. to look like yep like even in like in life <clears throat> if you have to go get your license you know you have to take your permit test yep. and it varies based on where you are right right mm-hmm. but to some people they go even like down to the driving test people go and they have like the nicest um instructor ever yep. some people go and they have like the worst right jesus only jesus can save me at this point like right type of instructor like mm-hmm. but the process is still the same but there's some what is it called discrepancies exactly or like different factors even mm-hmm. going to school like getting a degree yeah depending on what majors we all going through four years some people have to do five just some based have to on do seven exactly based mm-hmm. on like um the major they are taking on so it definitely does look different but if you want to trust the process then you you gonna know like you're going to you have to put all in yeah when you put that all in and you're getting wary just know you could call on the name of jesus that's it that's what i got for that that's it okay so on a scale to one to five what would you rate your fate level five being the highest ten Double Hallelujah. it. Double it. You know how to double it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> when I did this with George, right? When I did this with George, Joe mm-hmm. was like, Sally, if anybody tells you that their fit level is a five, they are lying to you. I'm sorry. Maybe it's him. <laughs> I don't. Listen. And that's something that I would say too. If I wasn't, if God didn't drag me through hell and back, like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, when David said, yay, though, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, child, death was there. The shadow was there. Hell was there. They all was there. It was all there. And it wasn't a valley. I had to climb out the pit. I had to climb out the freaking pit. Okay, like, so right now, like, y'all, I'm not, like, I get that. I get that sentiment that, like, nobody's face is out of five. But some people, including myself, like, we can really testify. Like, yo, if you feel like, you know what? Let me even just say this, right? Because this is why I feel like my faith is at this particular level. I remember when I was in undergrad, okay? I remember when I was in undergrad and um, I had a friend. She passed away. God bless her. Um, She was my best friend. And she had such remarkable faith. And it was so 
it was so crazy to me to witness that in real time. I had never met anybody like that because she had lupus. And unfortunately, that was when she passed away from. But she had lupus. And at the time that she um, she had gone into remission and then it unfortunately um, started up again, that was the time that she really rededicated her life to Christ, got rebaptized, and took her, her faith so seriously. Um, and funny enough, that was like the last three years of her life. Mm-hmm. And um, it always baffled me. Like, yo, you're in pain. Like, you're having flare-ups. You know, you're having this, that. You just got discharged from the hospital, and the first place you want to be at is in church. The first place you want to go is a prayer meeting, and you would go. She would go faithfully. We had a women's prayer meeting, um, at our local church that was right next to our campus, and it was every day, um, Wednesdays at seven a.m. So my friend Shanice, she would literally call us, pick us up, um, and my other friend Nana, um. The, the one who passed away, she lived off campus. I lived on campus, so it was easy for Shanice to pick me up. But we went and we would always pick up Nana. Nana would never miss a Wednesday. Never, never. Even if she was in the hospital Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, she's going to be in that car. We're going to go to prayer. And she will be the one that will call us and be like, y'all ready for prayer? And I'll be so baffled. Like, yo, what is wrong with this girl? What is wrong with her? Like, yo. I had never seen somebody pray the way she prayed. And the thing is, she would never pray for herself. She would never pray for herself. If she prayed, she would just pray, oh, yeah, you know, I pray that God's will be done. If he heals me, that's fine. If he doesn't, that's fine. But me and Shanice, we prayed like mad when we were like, no, God needs to heal her. God needs to do something. God needs to do a miracle. This isn't that. Um, and sure enough, he did. She went into remission again. Um, one last time before she actually passed, um, she was able to graduate. She got a job and everything was, um, everything was good. And that really boosted my faith, right? Despite what I had seen already from Nana, but I think what boosted my faith even more was um it was i think it was the last conversation i had with nana and it was actually on like around the time of um um what was it valentine's day because she had died she had died in march um so it it had to be valentine's day of 2017 and i remember she sent me a message by sarah jakes and it wasn't even really a message. It was like one of those like table talks that she has like with her husband and her her parents. And she sent it and she was like, you know, I love Sarah Jakes, da 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 and this and that and the third. And she was like, I can't wait to like, you know, have all these conversations when you're married and like remind you of this on your wedding day and this and that. And I'm just like, me getting married, like, I'm younger than you, Nana. Like, what are you talking about? You're going to get married first. And she she listed all the people that she wants to see, like, she knows are going to get married. The first person being Shanice, which 
every single person, it happened in order. It's so weird. So she was like, Shanice, my cousin, you, and then my mom. And the only person she didn't mention was herself. So she was like, I was like, ah, but Nana, why you didn't mention yourself? And she was like, me, I just want to be able to fulfill my purpose. That's what she said. She said, if I leave this earth and I don't get married, as as long as I know I fulfill my purpose, I'm married to Jesus. Like, that's the only person I care about. That's the only person I care about. And that was one of the last conversations I had with her. And it's crazy because on the day of her um, funeral, I would never forget this. I've never been to a funeral where I've seen so many people give their life to Christ because of one person. Because of one person. I have never seen that in my life. In my life. Like people running to an altar where like person is laying in state and they're like, they literally want to give their life to Christ. People are calling me after talking about, nah, I I, I, I want to be serious about God. I want to be serious about God like Nana was because I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. How, how does God take somebody like that away? And like, I feel like that, even though I didn't understand it, it built my faith so much because I was just like, yo, if somebody could believe, if somebody could believe in God that much to say that, God, I'm trusting you for my healing, but even if it doesn't happen, I am still going to be with you, which is the best healing I could ever have. Like, if I could get to that level of faith, like, yo, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And so to be surrounded by somebody like that, like, I feel like, that raised my level of faith. And then on top of that, it was just like the consequent years to come. Like, it was very, very hard for me personally. I never really like spoke about it too much, but it was extremely hard. Like from 2017 to now, it was so difficult. But like, it's taken now, this year, to like allow me to finally understand that that was all to build my faith. Like it was all to build my faith, the loss, like different hardships, like lose, like betrayals, honestly, (laughs) betrayals, spiritual warfare, like you name it, you name it. I've been, okay. I've been through it. Listen, I lost so much weight from not even fasting by force fasting because my heart is anguished like yo it got to a point where i was just like listen if god's gonna take me out he's gonna have to take me out by himself because i'm not doing it anymore i'm not doing it anymore but that was still a level of faith that i didn't even realize like yo god is gonna take me out but if he's gonna take me out he's gonna have to do it himself like that's really telling God, God, you exactly who I think you are and you are who you say you are. So if you're going to do what you got to do, do it. And in that time, I didn't know that that was faith, but that's faith too. That's faith too. Because if you trust that somebody is who they say they is, then you can hold them to their word. 
Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? That you can you can really it's not everybody that can come and speak to God that way. But people that really have a relationship with God and have faith in God to know that he is exactly who he says he is. You can really sit there and talk to God and be like, God, you're the one that brought me here. You're going to bring me through it because I'm not doing it. Get somebody else to do it. Okay. Get somebody else to do it. And if you can't do it, let me know so I can clock out. (laughs) Listen. Time clock. (laughs) No, no, seriously. No, seriously. But. I think we all need to get to that that level of faith, and I feel like I'm I'm at that level of faith now where I can say, God, I trust you. I trust you, even if you don't do it. I I trust you, even through the time that you're doing it, and I don't understand. I trust you, even when, even when, even when I can't explain it, even when. And I trust you even by the way that you're going to go about it. You get what I mean? Like, because God will use unlikely things to be able to reassure you. Like, like I said, just because my face is up there does not mean that I'm not afraid. Like, and that's what people, that's what I feel like people are not truthful about that. Like, if I say that my face is up here, that does not mean that I never I never get scared. I'm human. I'm going to get scared. Mm-hmm. The fear of the unknown is always there. But does that mean that I, it has to stop me from believing in everything that God has told me? If I know the voice of God and I know the word of God, what the heck am I sitting here debating and doubting with you about? Just because you don't believe. He didn't talk to you. He, he didn't talk to you about it. He talked to me, and I know what he said. He said what he said, and I know what he said. So I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you like that. If he didn't talk to you, it probably wasn't a conversation that you were meant to hear. So that's the thing. You have to be able to, to be wise about your faith, your testimony, your promise, right? Be wise about it. Be wise about it. Guard it. Guard it. Like, literally guard it. Because there's things that will legit work against you like you said like that's what that's what the devil has come to do still kill and destroy right he's there to steal your hope kill your faith and destroy all propensity of joy around you he's there to kill it he's there to steal it kill it and destroy it before it even has full manifestation and replace it with something else that will keep you in the same spot or even worse regress oh distract you yeah that you will regress like you'll literally regress bruh that's all he wants because he knows that once you have faith there's nothing, there's literally nothing that can stop you. You could put blood, like your literal blood next to your father, your mother, that can sit there and put curses on you, whatever. That's not going to stop you. It has to get to that point where you're just like, yo, I hear you, I respect you, but respectfully, I don't care. Respectfully, I don't care. Because God did not talk to you, he spoke to me. God did not visit you at this place he visited me you were not there you weren't there you weren't there with me you were not there with me but god was there when i was walking through that shadow 
of the valley and I was looking like death? You seen me looking like death, but you wasn't there. You have no idea. You have no clue. It's just me and God. And I feel like if you're asking to like build your faith, if you feel like you want to have a faith like that, you have to be ready to go through those things. Like I'll add that again. I feel like to to George's point, the people that say that they have a faith of five, that they're lying, they are going off of the faith of others, right? And I feel like if you have not had your own experience with growing out your own faith, you will never understand like the level of faith that some people have because you haven't experienced it for yourself. So maybe those people that, you know, are there and they're lying, they just haven't experienced it for themselves. That doesn't mean that they're lying, but they're experiencing faith through another person's point of view. You have to be able to say, God, I want, I want to be able to, to know you and have faith in you because I, I've experienced it. I've experienced you. I've gone through those things with you. And I know who you are. I don't know who you are through Sally's eyes. I don't know who you are behind Anama's eyes. I want to know who you are with my own two eyes, my own two ears, my heart, my mind. I got to be sold out because I know. Right? So, personally, for me, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm at a 10 because the past six years, let me tell you, 2016, I, I, so, sorry. Actually, yeah, 2016. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me, let me even backtrack. So it's been like seven years, 2016 to now. Yeah. 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 Nah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, Hey, <laughs> if you want to try it, and be in my shoes and live the past seven years for me. Great. I give it to you. I put it right in your hands. If I could have <laughs> bypassed that process, I would have. But I know that it was be it was to be able to build my faith to the level where it is now where I can sit and actually have the, the privilege to talk to you and say that yes. We ain't new to this. We true to this, baby. We true to this, okay? So it's just like, yeah, certain things you have, like, you, it got to be worked out. It got to be worked out. If you're not at that level, maybe your your face level is at like a, a one or a two. That's not bad. That's cool. That's calm. If you want to get it to a five, you have to prepare for the fact that there's things that God is going to use to be able to build it. And yeah, that brings me to my final point on this. My, <laughs> my, my old college roommate, she used to pray this, no, she used to say this particular phrase and she was like, um, she used to pray that, oh, um, yeah, you know, I'm going to just say that, Lord, give me the patience and not the strength. But if, Because if God give me the strength, he's going to increase the strength. He's going you know, he to increase the hardship that's going to make the strength, like make me grow in strength pretty much. And I don't want to go through a hard life. So, yeah, I'm going to just ask for patience. Because at least I know if I get mad, 
that's part of me but me i'm not a strong person so i don't want anything that's gonna make me grow in my strength i don't want that and i used to think that was so funny until like yo i really like went through it like that's one that's one thing that i really used to pray for like when i think back on it, it's like yo god make me a person that like knows you make me a person of faith make me a person that will be able to understand like certain things about you and when you pray that prayer yo be ready for the answer because that's one that's one of those prayers that is like the um god remove anything from my life prayer yo god will give you a literal 24 minute grace period not 24 hours 24 minutes because the hardship will literally come in less than 30 minutes like Yo. It comes faster than Little Caesars. It's hot and ready, and it's ready to slap you in the face. Okay, it's ready to slap, <laughs> dead to slap. Okay, like you gotta because be ready. When I did this with with George, I was like, "Yo, my faith is at a two point five after the podcast, right?" <laughs> it's me sitting down. Holy Spirit's like two point five. Really? That's 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 what you think. That's the best you can do, right? That's that's what you are to right. I'm like, yeah, you know, like I jump, but I still be like, you know, like I, I fake jump, but you know, right. my foot, then I right. like ah, you know, when right. you're trying to like step in the shower, you, right. you try it, but it's like, oh my, it's cold, and I jump back out. Okay, but it's like even. From the time when I recorded the podcast till now, I'm not a 2.5 anymore. I refuse. Mm. I can't be at a 2.5 anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say everything right now because the testimony is still loading. Okay. But the decision I've had to make mm-hmm. because I was like, God, I've lived my life on my own. I trusted the process. Yeah. I put my trust in people. Yep. And it's not giving what it's supposed to give. Never does. Please Never. align me with your will. Okay. And my guy really said, I bet, let's go. Right. <laughs> and now we're we doing it. We're doing it. And <laughs> I'm just like, wow. Yeah. This is wild. I was yeah. not ready. It's actually too much. I was it's not ready. Too much. Like, like I'm back bald. That should tell you something. <laughs> okay. No, because, yo. Can we talk about yo that like yo? I've been bald for four years. It's not because at this point, and I I think about it too. I'm like, wow, there's a reason why I'm bald now. Like I've been bald for this long because before 2016, I wasn't dealing with all this mess. I was living <laughs> my best life. I had edges. I was cute. You know, like You're still cute. Try stop playing. Child, you know, we don't look like what we've been through. And we thank God for that. Heard. Um, this is by the fasting. This is coming from the fasting, by the way. This this dimple. Um I'll decide the point. Um, we are going back. We are going back. Sankofa. We are going back. But yeah so yeah like nah for real like yo it's yo you gotta be ready like you gotta be ready and that's the thing a lot of people are not ready and i feel like that's what like george was probably hinting at like if you say you got faith 
like that faith is going to be tested and the yep. thing is God is going to allow that faith to be tested bro look at Brad Job oh example minded his business somebody came minded his business going to and fro why are you going to and fro, to and fro for <laughs> nah it's, you know people people focus on the devil so much in that story but yo if I was Job like I totally understand the last couple of chapters in Job because Job really had every single right to talk to God that way, even mm-hmm. though God was not having it. But at the same time, it's like God, that bro, was my business. You know, you did not do right by your man's. Don't <laughs> do that, bro. Don't do that. That's why God was like, "All right, cool. Let me chill. Like, let me chill," because you know, you knew you was wrong, bro. You knew, it, bro. Bro, I still have life, but like my guy, I lost everything because yes. that's so upset. And then God was like, "But did, did you put breath in your lungs?" But bro, <laughs> like bro, we know you, bro. We know that you put the breath there. But come on, bro. Like yo, nominating me for struggle, bro. That's no warnings. Nominating me when I was. <laughs> the softest life for hard life talking about yeah did you think about Job bro <laughs> and then and then people want to blame Jonah <laughs> bro bro like bro that one you can't you can't bro you can't even blame Job like come on bro like hmm. not for real you know, so it's just like, yo, this is, mind you, this is somebody that's minding their business. Minding their business. Don't worry, nobody getting their money staying out the way. This is what we talk about in time, a regular pop culture. Okay? Hmm. Stay out the way, get your bag, mind your business, have your family. And God was literally like, yeah, no, it, it's lit for you, bro. It's lit for you. And Satan is there with the alley-oop because, you know, he going to get any chance to just have a a press day. So, you know, he needs a little paparazzis, whatever. And he was just like, yeah, you know, and just throw this little thing in there and take his family away and give him boils and this and that. He didn't have to add all that. But you know, God was just like, I don't mean, take his life. But you know, I know my man. So yeah, like he really said, go off. But don't yeah, take his life. Like, oh, do what you got to do. But I know my man's. And it's like, bro, you mean <laughs> your man's? But do, does your man's know himself, <laughs> bro? <laughs> like you know me, but do I know me, bro? Like, all right, you trusted the process, but does the process trust me? Like, the process don't... Bro. We don't even know each other. Me we never met. We didn't con- have to meet. We we never introduced us. We have never conversed. We are not even social media mutuals, bro. Like, you're actually bugging, bro. Bugging. But, hey, that's what God gonna do. And that's the thing. God believes in us more than we believe in ourselves. Because he knows... Yeah, and that's the why beginning. 
we have to test our faith. Like it yeah. makes us complete. It makes us whole. The Bible says that it makes us perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect, right? Lacking nothing, complete, whole. So we need to go through those tests. Like we, it's not sexy. It's not comfortable. It's not what we want to do, but it's what will make us whole and complete, lacking nothing. I'm not whole yet, but I can say that my faith in this particular season is such that it it's getting to that point where it's becoming complete. I can trust God completely and know that even if he takes everything away, just like how Job said, if you take everything away, it's fine. Because at the end of the day, nothing, including my own breath, belongs to me. Nothing. It all belongs to God. Mm. So, yeah, it's out of 10. It's out of 10, bro. For now. For this season. But, you know, we see. Next season might be different. Plot twist. But, <laughs> hey. <laughs> right. Let's pray. Jesus. I give it all the way. I beg. I beg. I beg. No plot twist. Please. I give okay. it all away. So, you... <laughs> We don't give enough. It's okay. We don't struggle enough. I beg. I beg. I beg. Nah, the last seven years has really been a something and a distant. And a distant. Huh? Hmm. Through it all. Thank God, Sha. Mm Okay. It is is well. It is. Mm -hmm. Um. So I'm actually gonna switch this up. So I believe that faith is tied to obedience. Yeah. Would you agree? I do agree. A hundred percent. For the Bible tells me so. Okay. <laughs> okay. You. Yeah. Yeah, gotta read your Bibles. The Bible helps so much. Like, Yo. and that's like I. I we had this conversation. I feel sad. I actually feel sad when people be trying to like talk bad on the Bible. Oh, the book is man-made. And I always laugh because there's always somebody in the comment saying, so who should have wrote it? A dog? You know? But like... And that's a fact. Regardless if you believe in the Bible or not, God is always going to be God. And God is God. That's it. The Bible is really for us. It's the Bible was for us to see. It's just like it's not like any other history book because no. the Bible is like a living word. Mm-hmm. But is the living word. But it's like the Bible what was given to us mm-hmm. to build our faith, to yeah. understand. That there's nothing that you're going through that you will go through that somebody didn't go through okay. and that God didn't see them through. Okay. So like, I know we go to church and we hear, Hana, what you did mm-hmm. for Hannah. Like, Sarah, what he did for Sarah. You know, mm-hmm. the the woman with the issue of blood. Mm-hmm. The God, like the parables. Yeah. He's just doing miracles. Right. All of these. Right. The people during that time, they had Jesus. You mm-hmm. know? He was walking among them. We don't the have flesh. Him. Mm-hmm. We don't have him in the flesh. Mm-hmm. So how else? 
how else yeah. do you want to know about Jesus if not through the Bible? Word, right. Right? Mm-hmm. But then that's what the Bible also tells us. Like, do not lean on your own understanding because mm-hmm. now we come to a place where it's like, you know, technology, all these different things, like men of God said in the bad, bad podcast, like we've acquired so much knowledge that yeah. now like, we think, oh, we all got. Like, yeah. Some of us are walking in, in the cousin Lucifer straits where it's Trust. just like, Trust. I, I got the power in my hand. I could do what I, I could do what I got to do. I'm going to mm-hmm. manifest this. I'm going to make my own. Mm-hmm. But then if you don't understand the fact that we are actually spiritual being mm-hmm. like walking on like this earth for a purpose, you could live the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. But if somebody, somebody dies, somebody jaku jaku somewhere <laughs> because you were supposed to meet them at a certain at a certain at a certain point of their life and you didn't meet them because you thought you didn't have to go through that 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 street mm-hmm. because you are God so you went to another way. Mm-hmm. Something happened to that person. You'll be accounted for. Yep. Because regardless of what you want to think, you want to live your best life on this earth. That spirit of ours, that breath that was given to us, that spirit, it's gotta go somewhere. Yep. If you believe that spirits just roam around the, the world, my guy, that's not rest. So mm-hmm. if we, people die and we say rest in peace, if you're dead and you 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 you're a Roman, world, you're not a you're not at rest. You're not you're not resting. Mm-hmm. So there's a resting place. Yeah. And that's the resting place that we all hope the people that have passed on are resting in. Mm-hmm. They you, mm-hmm. you gotta understand that yo, mm-hmm. this life is so much more bigger than oh right now i wanted this i wanted this i wanted that i wanted that what else are people getting out of you yeah what substance are you giving others yeah you know like that that is very scary and very something deep that you got to think about Mm -hmm. no just the butter to your bread i just want to drop that right there for all the people on the listening on the podcast thank you Mm -hmm. very much thank you for the words so sweet thank you you're welcome you're welcome okay so moving on do you have an example of your faith leading to glory? Yeah. I know out of the 55. I know. I know. I, okay. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it kind of short. But I will. I will. <laughs> I'll tell y'all one. So um, without telling y'all too much, um, I work in tech now. I didn't always work in tech. Um, and I got the role that I had been praying for for three years. I had I got the type of role that I wanted, that I've been praying for, that I had written down, that I had been um, really believing God for. And God promised me this um, three years ago when I had no idea what I was doing, where I was going in terms of my journey into this particular um, field. So for context, I went to school, graduated, um, thought I wanted to be a doctor. I graduated with a psychology degree, right? Thought I wanted to be a doctor, didn't become a doctor. Funny enough, two of my like closest friends are on three, actually are on their way 
to becoming doctors. One is actually a medical doctor. The other two, they are, one is um, becoming a PhD and the other one is doing um, an MD, PhD. So she's going to be a doctor with her PhD. Cool. That's besides the point. So I thought I was going to be a medical doctor. Cool. Whatever. God said, psych, you're lying. And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, he was like, right. So then um, for some reason in uh, the end of 2019, I want to say September-ish going, I had worked in um, like a children's home for like two years. Um, went back to school. I was working at the same time that I was going back to school. I was working all types of odd jobs, right? Just trying to figure out my footing straight out of college. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to take this thing before I get my master's. Like, I'm going to do like this drug counseling thing because I want to work in like, I want to work with like people that have like drug problems or whatever. Yeah. Right. Anyways, so anyways, moving forward, I went and I was working as like a, a rehab counselor at this rehab. Realized that hell no, the same for me. Um, but I needed to make money, so I stayed there and I was still going to school trying to convince myself that I needed to get this drug counselor license so that I could work and work my way up and yada 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 and so so and so, right? All of a sudden Whilst I'm looking this stuff up every day after I come back from work, I go online and I start seeing things about computers. Like every time I go online, there's something about computers. I either see an ad, I see some type of um, video and like, you know how like the algorithm works online. Usually like if you click on something, it will continue to save. Um, computer logic, right? There's things called cookies, right? You mm-hmm. you go online, they tell you, oh, do you want to accept these cookies? And you click them. That's a way to store data from these websites. So if you ever go on like um, Instagram or like any of these like personal sites or stuff like that, where you have like a login or whatever, and let's say you think about a particular, um, a particular address or whatever, we like to make that joke that like the FBI is watching you. No, it's just the cookies that they saved from the website that they send to these different, um, you know, stations or whatever data places, and then they also regurgitate that data so that the things that you're thinking about that you probably seen or whatever is going to give it to you based on what you be clicking. So it's an algorithm inside an algorithm. Okay, that's some computer logic for you. So I'm thinking, oh. Wow, like I probably clicked on something that has to do with computers. I had never clicked on anything that had to do with computers. Never clicked on anything that had to do with code. All of a sudden, I'm looking at coding videos and learning how to code and do this and do that. So then I'm just like, eh, okay, like, whatever. We we do a little Excel class and we, we call it a day. And so this is like September. So I had seen these coding things for the last four months like it was every day for four months literally from september until december that i was seeing things just about computers coding computer science this this that so i thought i was literally insane i thought i was insane 
I was like, I've never clicked on anything that has to do with computers. I've never even been intrigued with computers. What the hell is this? So, prayed about it. And um, I wrote it down in my journal. And I remember I had spoken to my parents about it. And I was telling my parents and I was like, um, I think I want to learn how to code. And they were like, you want to go to school for it? And I was like, no, I'm going to teach myself. And they're like, how did you come to this conclusion? And I was just like, I just feel like this is something I need to do right now. They were like, no, it's not going to work. You got to go to school. Like everybody that's like a computer whiz, they went to school for computer science and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And like, it just doesn't seem feasible. Cool. I told my boyfriend at the time, this is what I want to do. He said the same exact thing. And I was like, cool. Double whammy. Maybe I am going crazy. The one person that I felt in my heart that I needed to call was one of my best friends. Her name is Kelly. And so I called Kelly. And I remember this day like yesterday. (laughs) This was literally the last week of 2019. Okay, last week, 2019. Literally, it was probably like December 20, I don't know, 4th, 5th or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, and um, I called her. I was doing laundry because at this point I'm so confused. Like I'm like, man, I've been looking. Yeah, I've been looking at stuff about computers for the past four months. Like I'm not even checking for that. Like I'm not trying to do that. Like I don't know what to do. Do I still go back to school? Do I do this? Do I do that? I I don't know. I don't know, and I hate my job. Like I just. I'm I'm at a crossroads. So then I'm just like, okay. And then something just tells the something, Holy Spirit, um, capital S. The something tells me, call Kelly. I'm like, uh, okay. And that something keeps going, call Kelly, call Kelly, call Kelly. I'm like, okay. I'm going to call Kelly. <laughs> call Kelly. And I'm like, Kelly. She's like, yo, what's up? And I'm just like, yo. I'm going to tell you something. I think I'm crazy. Don't tell nobody. But yeah, I'm going to tell you something. And you let me know if you think I'm crazy. She said, yo, what's up? I said, yo, I think I want to learn how to code. I've been I've been literally online and I've been seeing stuff about computers since September. I don't know what's going on. I think I want to code. I want to learn how to code. But everybody tell me I'm crazy. She goes, I've been seeing stuff about computers in September and I want to learn how to code. And I said, what? And she was like, no, like I want to learn how to code. And I just spoke to somebody and they told me that I need to start looking into doing stuff that has to do with code. And I said, wow, thank you something. Thank you, Jesus. Like, (laughs) thank you. Um, So now I'm getting excited and I'm just like, yo, you're messing me, messing with me, right? And she's like, no, like, yo, I, like, I thought I was going crazy, but I really want to do it. Like, I want to do it. Like, let's do it. And so I was just like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to do it. But if we do it, like, we have to do it. Like, for real, we have to do it. Like, we will, like, let's give ourselves a year. By this time next year, there needs to, there needs to come something out of this. And she was like, okay, okay, okay. So then 
I told her, I said, okay, let's get all of our, um, let's get all of our information and we'll pray about it. And one specific prayer that I prayed was that God, if this is something that you want me to do right now, make all the resources, whether it's people, places, things readily available, like readily available. Mm. By this time next year, everything should be readily available. If this is something that I'm meant to do, if this is something that me and Kelly are both meant to do at the same time, make it available. Right. And so once I prayed that prayer, I remember I went, I prayed it, I wrote it down, I put the prayer on the altar, right? And then um, after that, I told Kelly about it, we prayed about it, and um, the something, again, something, capital S, told me, reach out to this um, friend that we both have, his name is Weeks. He said, reach out to Weeks, talk to him, talk to him, tell him exactly what you're doing verbatim. Like what you told Kelly, that what you want to do, go to Weeks and tell him, but tell Kelly first. And so I went, I told Kelly first, I was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to Weeks. We're going to ask him, literally, we're going to say, this is our plan. This is what we want to do. And that's it. So we went to Weeks. We told him, Weeks was like, are you sure about what you want to do? And I said, yes. He said, are you positive? Because if you start, you can't just stop. You have to keep going. It's going to be hard, but you have to keep going. And we said, yeah, we are ready. We are ready. We are ready to do it. So he said, okay, that's fine. I will give you every single resource that I have. And on top of that, once you're done with this, if you can show that you're competent in your skill set, You'll work for me. So literally guaranteed. You learn. And at the end. You'll work. And I will pay you. Instant job. Right? Cool. So then I was like, all right. That's the green flag. Let's Perfect. go. Let's go. Now we started. We said we're going to start January 2020. I'm still at this job. Kelly is currently in her master's program. She's doing clinical profusion. She thought she was going to be a doctor too. Child. <laughs> Crazy. Anyways, so we both doing whatever we got to do, right? And we're like, damn, we don't have time to like actually sit down and start coding and this and that. The scheduling is just hard. It's difficult. And I'm like, I don't know if we can do this. We don't have time. I don't know. I don't know. That's when the doubt started coming in and God mm-hmm. was like, nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Don't worry about it. Right? So we started and Kelly was like, no, we're going to make a schedule. We're going to do this. We're going to start. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But if it works out, it works out. Cool. January, we started full force. February, it was cool. Right? Full force. But then something happened. March, boom, COVID. Everything literally shut down. I lost my job. Kelly lost her job. The school shut down. She had to come home. This and that. Now, we're still, we're two months in of coding an hour every day. So now the excuse of not having time does not exist. 
you got all the time in the world because nobody's <laughs> going anywhere. Nobody's doing anything. It's just you and your computer gets to work. So that's exactly what we did. And we worked and we worked and we worked and we kept that and we kept that and we kept that. Kelly ended up doing a boot camp. I was still working as an essential worker, so I couldn't until July when the place that I was working in, in July, got shut down too. So now I have extra time. Now I really don't got no excuse because mm-hmm. Lord knew by July, I was burnt out. I couldn't do it. I was just doing it by myself with my own schedule. And I was like, God, I don't have time to balance two jobs and then coming home and I'm an essential worker and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm also coding. God was like, oh, that ain't no thing. You about to lose your job right now. Boom. Bye. So yeah, you get on that unemployment and you work that thing out. And that's what I had to do. By September of 2020, I ended up getting into a boot camp as well. By the next year, by August 2020, Kelly had got a job. So, boom. One part of the promise, already done. She got a job, right? So, she got a job. I'm still working through, right? I'm still going. And when I started in September, something happened, so I had to withdraw. I had to withdraw from the boot camp, and I had to start at a later time. So, that got pushed back because... Um, I was supposed to go in person, but 2020, nobody's going anywhere in September 2020. I had to wait till 2021. 2021 comes, they tell me we're going to go in person. Doesn't happen. So I had to wait till February 2021 to start. So did that. And I went through the entire 2021 coding. And I had to use the skills that I had in 2020 when I was teaching myself in 2021 in this boot camp where everybody else had a coding background, a formal coding background, except for me. I had no type of formal coding background. I was not an engineer before this. I did not work in tech before this. I was not like segueing into something else. I literally came from psychology. It was like, I want to be a coder. Why? God told me so. And that was the only thing that I had for two and a half years. People were asking me time and time again. Even when I finished the boot camp, the boot camp wasn't even the hardest part. I thought the boot camp was the hardest part. It wasn't. It was looking for a job. Because by the time I started looking for a job, they're talking about tech is having the biggest freezes since 2018 and nobody's getting a job, and Google's laying people off, and Yahoo's laying people off, and LinkedIn's laying people off, and Meta's laying people off, and this and that. And people are telling me, oh, even though you you finish this book, you're not going to get a job. You're not going to get a job. You're not going to get a job. And I was applying, and I was applying, and three months passed, didn't get a job. Six months passed, didn't get a job. Eight months passed, didn't get a job. Almost a year passed. Did not get a job. We go on interviews after interviews after interviews. Sometimes I do five interviews in a day. Get rejected by all of them. I woke up to rejection emails so much that every time I opened my email, there was at least 10 rejections. And I had to just Every time I saw the word, unfortunately, I just deleted it. Unfortunately, 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 unfortunately. Because it was every day. 
at first it hurt and I was just like, oh my gosh, like when is this going to happen? Like to the point where I got so normalized to it. I was just like, okay, yeah. Okay. What, what are you going to say to me today? Like what, yes. like, what is it? And so this was for a year and a half. This was for a year and a half. This was from 2021 up until the beginning of 2023. I was getting rejection emails. I got a job in 2022, but it was literally August of 2022. I was not working from January to August. Anytime you would see me, I wasn't working. I wasn't working. And so I remember it got to a point where my mom even asked me, like, do you want to go back to school? Like, do you want to just go do nursing or something or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, it's time for me to actually hone in, lock in, because I'm getting the job that was promised to me. Not even the job that I want, the job that was promised to me in 2020. I'm getting it this year. Now another year is going to pass by where I'm not going to get this job. And so, funny enough, (laughs) I lost my job in February of 2023. Okay? March rolls by. And I get a call. Right after I lose my job, I had told my mother, okay, I lost my job. And that was when she said, oh, I think you need to start thinking about, um, you know, maybe going back to the route that you were before. And I remember I told my mom, yo, I get it. I understand. But these jobs, there's a reason why I haven't been able to stay at these jobs. And it's because I'm not meant to be there. That is not the place for me. That's why I keep getting kicked out. It's not me. Sorry, it's not the job. It's me. And it's not even that I'm a bad worker. Like something always happens where I cannot stay at these particular menial jobs ever. And it was a pattern. It was like literally year after year after year, like something would happen and boom, the sentiment that the management will have towards me was just like, no, you got to go. Like you have to get out. You can only reach this limit with us and you got to get out. And this was like the breaking point for me. I was just like, after this particular one that I lost in February, I was just like, oh no, that means that, yeah, it's, it's just the environment. I'm not supposed to be there. I'm not supposed to be there. And this is literally God telling me, pull yourself up by your freaking bootstraps because we are ready to go. Like it's time to go. It's time to go. You cannot stay in this wilderness no more. I know you are so comfortable here, but it's time to go. It's time to, it's time to cross that Jordan. It's time to go. You scared and you may not know what's about to happen next. Yeah, you've gotten about 500 rejection emails, but it's time to go. Put the throw the towel away and put your hand in the ring one more time. Put it in one more time. So that's exactly what I did. And I applied for this job with I I was certain I wasn't going to get it. I didn't have any of the qualifications. None. Besides the fact that I knew how to code. That was it. 
and it wasn't even like for an engineer role. It was like literally for a management position. And I was just like, you know what? I get rejections all day for stuff that I'm qualified for. Let's just play around and see if we're going to get this. Um, And it called me back. They called me back. And they said, yeah, you have a phenomenal resume. And I said, I do. And they said, you do. We want to talk about your resume and we want to talk to you ASAP. And so they mentioned... You know, the logistic, the specs of everything. Mentioned the company, a prestigious company. And I'm like, whoa, this is, wow. Okay. Um, And of course, I was nervous. I was afraid because you've gone through this so many times for months, a, nearly a year and a half. And you think, okay, it's probably going to end up like the rest. But something was just telling me, put your hand in the ring. Stay focused. Stay focused. Pray and put your hand in the ring and ask for exactly what you want. And I remember at that time, I was praying like I don't even know. I was praying. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what prayers I was even praying because I had gotten to the point of exhaustion. I was just like going back to what I said. If God don't do it, I don't know. And he need to call me when it's done. Because I'm not I doing heard it no more. Heard. Yep. I'm not doing it no more. I'm going to do this. And if it, if it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, God going to have to do it. Cause get somebody else. to do. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it for real. I'm not, I'm not doing it. And that was just a prayer that I was praying. I was just like, God, listen, I said this because I trust you. And I've been saying this for a year and a half because I trust you. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't care how you're going to do it. I don't care. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it so that I don't look like a liar. And more importantly, you don't look like a liar. (laughs) Okay? Because it's one thing for me to lie. Like, okay, people lie. But God, he don't lie. So please, don't make, don't, don't make what I say about you look like a lie because you're not a liar. And I know what you told me and I know what I believed in you. And that's one prayer I prayed every day with tears in my eyes, with loud cries, literally, literally, like how they say that Jesus prayed. That's how I was praying. Tears and loud cries. I said, God, if you don't do it, I don't know who's going to do it. If you don't bring me out, I don't know how I'm going to get out. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't care. But all I know is that I know what you said and I'm holding on to it. I'm holding on to it. And if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't, there's no, it doesn't because you're not a liar. That's it. It's going to happen. It doesn't matter if it happens 10 years from now. I still believe because you're not a liar. You're not a liar. And I used to say that all the time. You're not a liar. You're not a liar. And so I went on the interview. I went on the interview the first day and they said, yeah, okay, we heard enough. You're going to the next one. That was day one. Okay, cool. Went on the second interview, did my research on the hiring manager, just down the third. Turns out we went to the same school at the same time, graduated the same year. The second interview, I promise you, 
he asked me two questions about the job. The entire interview was literally him talking about the fact that we went to the same school. He's trying to figure out friend groups that we had. Friend groups? Oh, I'm sitting there perplexed because I'm like, I don't even know how this interview is going to go. He He didn't ask me anything. He asked me two questions about the job at the end. At the end. I get a call right after the interview is over. Yeah, you're moving to the last round. This is two days. Third day, the last round. They said there's only three rounds of interviews. By the time you make it to the last round, they will make their decision. So I did it. Got to the last round. I know I'm I'm dragging it, but this is an extensive story. This is my life right now. I'm living this testimony that I'm telling you right now. Mm -hmm. The last round. Third day, I'm there. This is multiple people interviewing me. So they're asking me these questions. And I had prepped for the questions. But there were some questions that I just... I had to be honest. I had to say, yo, I did... I. I'm not sure, but if I was in this position, I would do so so and so and do this and that and follow these particular, you know, business processes, whatever. Did that. They told me that they would give me an answer by six o'clock that same day. I said, okay, cool. No problem. The the interview was at noon. I was at my sister's house. And so I'm there and I remember Right after the interview, I locked myself in the room and I prayed. I prayed and I I I didn't have anything to pray about. I was just thanking God that I even made it to this far. Like made it to the final round of a job that I don't even qualify for. And I was just like, God, I can't even believe this. I can't believe this. But I thank you for bringing me to this point where I even get to have this chance to be in this interview. And I remember once I was done, got up, washed my face, and got ready to, um, you know, make dinner, whatever. At this point, I'm babysitting my nephew. It's like 6.30. And I had had my phone on Do Not Disturb from the morning because I didn't want nobody blowing up my phone. Mm-hmm. Was up in the interview. Unbeknownst to me, the recruiter had already called me twice. So I'm like, Jesus. So I called him back so quick and he said, Hey Nana, um, yeah, you know, I was just calling you to come and give you an update. I thought that um you were busy. It's still a good time. I said, Yeah. My heart is doing ding 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 ding. Cause I'm like, oh my God. What if they reject me? What if they tell me this, this, and that? So he said, yeah, you know. So we got the feedback back, and I said, okay. And they said, honestly, um, before you, there was somebody else. And, um, yeah, they decided that after meeting with you, they had made their decision. They didn't have to do any more interviews. You knocked it out of the park. They feel like you gave stellar answers. So they're going to extend you the offer. Congratulations. Um, and we'll be, you know, we'll be discussing your, your 
all the uh, logistics in terms of like paying everything shortly. So, you know, I just wanted to call you and tell you that you did such a great job. You should be really proud of yourself. Congratulations. Um, it's you, you they're going to, they're going to send you the offer. And I had to pause because I was just like, repeat that. God, yo, three years of work, three years of work. God made it sure that it was complete in three days, three days, three years of work. He completed it in three days to the point where I was like, yo, huh? What? What? Somebody pinch me. Yo, I did not even, I almost, God forbid my sister hit it. I almost dropped the baby. (laughs) Cause I was just like, he was like, he was, he was screaming and I thought I had misheard. So I had to put the baby down. I was like, excuse me. And he said, no, they're going to send you the offer. And I said, thank you so much for the opportunity. We'll be in touch tomorrow. I'm getting a call through. When I tell you I had to put the baby in his little seat, the high chair, and lay on my face. I had to lay on my face because I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know what just happened. I did not know what just happened. The thing that people were really doubting for me that, yo, this don't look like it's going to happen. And they couldn't, they probably couldn't tell me to my face, but they were sitting there like, yo, it's been three months. It's not going to happen. It's been six months. It's not going to happen. It's been nine months. It's been a year. It's been a year and a half. Like you need to start looking for another job. You need to start going back to your old stuff. You need to start doing this. You need to start doing that. By God, it happened and was complete in three days 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 something that i was literally quite literally i'm not even like i'm not even exaggerating not qualified for not qualified for he did it in three days he did it in three days in three days. The story that continues after that, you are going to be like, yo, what the hell? Like, you should have been crying. You should have been crying. But that's another story for another day. But I say this all to say that at the end of the day, regardless of whatever comes your way, God is faithful. And God will always remind you of how faithful he is. Like, do not, do not, I beg you, do not, for the love of God, do not shy away, do not cower, do not take another route, don't try to cheat your way out of going through what God has called you to go through or God has called you to walk into just because it doesn't seem like it's bearing fruit right now. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
every single thing, every single thing in this life calls for a trying, a testing, a quality assurance. Like every single thing calls for that. Everything calls for that. And you, I know we hear it a lot in church, but practice, practice, practice now. The habits that you want to form when you get to the place where you're supposed to be. Because if you don't, you're going to have an Egypt mindset in the promised land. You're going to have an Egypt mindset in the promised land. Like, I yes, the Israelites were stuck there for 40 years because of their disobedience and their arrogance. But that just shows the patience and the kindness of God. That God really tried to do all that he could to literally strip away the Egypt mindset from the people before they got into the promised land and they still Ew. failed. They still failed. Literally the 12 spies went and only two of them came back and said, yeah, we could take it. The other 10 said, no, we can't. Those people are like giants and we're like grasshoppers. Bro, you had 40 years of fighting in the freaking wilderness to know exactly what it is that you can handle and what it is you can't handle. But because they still had the same frame of mind, they were still looking at themselves like slaves in Egypt. And God was like, oh, hell no. We're not about to do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> y'all are out of here. Like, I'm wiping y'all out. Like, none of y'all gonna make it to the promise land. Y'all kids, cool. But y'all, bye. Like, y'all are out of here. Bye. Like, literally, you're out of here. You're out of here. And even then, he still had to encourage Joshua. Because Joshua was scared. Joshua was scared. And he said, Joshua, I know that Moses is dead. <laughs> you don't got to tell me. I know Moses is dead. <laughs> Bro, I, said, I, I took, I took him. him. I took him. <laughs> I took him, bro. I took, bro. He's dead, bro. But for lack of better words, you got to get over it. You got to get over it. You got to man up. You got to have the courage to be able to lead these people. And the only way you're going to be able to lead these people and gather that courage is when you constantly remind yourself of what I have told you. He literally said, do not allow this book of law to depart from your Okay, meditate on it day in and day out because at the end of the day, anything you keep saying to yourself, you're gonna eventually what believe it because what faith come by what hearing. Okay, it don't come by sight, it come by hearing. So at the end of the day, regardless of whatever people will say. However, they're going to say it. They could say it to the point where it's so hurtful. You're going to cry. Me, I've heard it all from people that were, that are literally so, my, my parents, my parents, like, damn. 
if anybody's supposed to be like, yeah, we're going to push it to your dreams, it's supposed to be your mom and dad. God bless my mother and father for all of the sacrifice. I'm not saying disrespect them. But when it came to that, that's what I'm trying to say. When it comes to something that God has told you to do, bro, sometimes keep it to yourself. Me? Who was it? Elizabeth's husband? Yes. (laughs) Yes, Zachariah. (laughs) Mm, Shut up. Shut up. That's why the the angel had to come and be like, shut it. Shut up. Shut up. No more talking for shut you. Up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Because your words is literally life. Your words are life. Your words are life or your words can be death. The minute you say something, yo, that word can be a dagger that can go right through hmm. the, the, the exact body of your dream and crush it and kill it. It will go through the heart of your dream and just kill it. Kill it. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Say things that pertain to what God has told you about you. Where can you find that? In your word. Where else can you find that? Through confirmation of his word through people. God will bring people into your life to constantly reaffirm his word. Be sensitive. It's not every single person that you go and you listen to. If I'm talking to the people that love going to different seers and and, and soothsayers and this and that and prophets and blah, blah, blah. That's good. You know, respect men of God. Respect people that have a call on their life. Respect people that operate in their gift on a high level. But does that mean that you that you heed to every single voice that's speaking to you? No. No. No prophecy should be a new source of information for you. Every single point or uh, uh, um, prophecy point that has been given to you should be able to confirm something that God has already spoken to you. you. Yes. There should not be nothing that take you off guard. <gasps> If I'm anything, it's just an addition to the information that you already know. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's a confirmation of what God has already told you in your closet. There's nothing that there's nothing that God is going to tell somebody else before he tells me. How? How? God is not afraid of me. He's not. If okay? it's my own. If it's my own. Right. My own that I need to step forward to. That's why like even like um with certain with certain friends, mm-hmm. like certain people that have the gift of like prophecy or like right. or even know for sure. Like even in certain instinct, like God might show you something about somebody, you in that moment play like a crucial key. Yes. And you have to like it's not like oh Oh my God, I dreamt and da 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 da. Sometimes you have to, you like everything that comes to you, obviously mm-hmm. you're supposed to pray on it because whatever it is that was given to you has to be a confirmation. Yes. Oh, what God has given. If you rush it and say it too soon, you might also deter the person. Yes. Wait, what? What do you mean? I'm supposed to, oh, hell no. And then that, that's one thing. I hear, like, I've heard, I'm like, yo, this is fact. Like, mm-hmm. 
the devil works by revelation. Yep. No, he works by information. Yep. And God works through revelation. Revelation. So God yep. will reveal things to you. And then when those things are revealed, that's when the Satan gets his information. And then he now plots things in between the way to deter you from what it is that you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, like, discernment. Discernment should be like a daily prayer. Be so discerning. Like, be so discerning. And I think the one the one story in the Bible, I'll just leave it with this. I think the one story in the Bible, um, touching on discernment, I'm sure we'll talk about it in another um, episode. Um, when, when we get the chance, there's a story in the Bible actually that, um, really focuses and touches on the fact that discernment is so key. And it's a story about two prophets, right? So there was a young prophet, and there was an older prophet. So the younger prophet was extremely gifted. Um, he will prophesy that things will come to pass. And he made a name for himself in the land, right? And um, a lot of other school of prophets got to know of him, including this older prophet. And so one, one day, I guess the younger prophet was traveling I'm roughly quoting the, the the story. So one day the prophet was the young prophet was traveling and he gets to a place where he wants to be in town and have a place to stay before he continues on his journey and he meets and chances upon this old prophet. So the old prophet tells him, Oh yeah, like you can come and stay with me, you know, this and that and the third and blah blah blah. And the younger prophet is thinking, okay, well, he's an older prophet. He's older than me. He's more senior, literally in his office and his gift and literally his age. Um, this is somebody I can trust. The old prophet kills him. Cuts him up in like a bunch of pieces. You can find this story. Like literally Google this story. Look at it. Up. It's literally in the Bible. Um, and this is not like a parable or anything. This is like an historical account. It's in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um cuts him up literally cuts him up um kills him cuts him up and um goes about his life like literally you're a prophet but you're like a serial killer like that is so crazy but it's just a short story in understanding discernment right i'm not saying that you can't like don't trust prophets because they're gonna kill you. I'm not saying that prophets are serial killers. That's not what you I'm saying. Discernment to for this word as well. <laughs> Please don't be stupid. <laughs> don't be dumb. Like don't like just don't 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 come and piss me off. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like certain people, they they can gain knowledge, right? They can have that gift, but that gift might be perverted don't know what we're getting their information from yeah god knows things but so does monitoring spirits and spirits that have been following your family for years like satan has his own devices of getting information so be very aware of that and be aware of how certain spirits work the spirit of fear the spirit of anger the spirit of frustration you know certain people we touched upon that. Certain people are in your life for a certain season. Some are there to test you. 
in what you're growing in. And some are there to literally encourage you and shield you and be an armor bearer for you. Right? Know the difference. Thank God it's not you. every single person that will sit there and be like, in the name of uh, uh, um, helpful advice and construction, constructive criticism that's actually giving you constructive criticism. Sometimes they just want to tear you down. Or the spirit in them wants to tear you down because you're shining, you're grinding, you get into it, you get into where you need to be, your purpose, your bag, whatever, wherever mm-hmm. God is calling you to be. You People see that. It's not only you that sees that. People see it. And sometimes they don't, they don't even see it. They don't even see it, but the spirits that are inside of them see it. Yeah. Because they will attach themselves to you and make sure they suck that life out like a parasite boom i'm screaming no seriously (laughs) seriously it's funny but it's not it's funny till it's not it's real it's funny till it's not it's not we talk about energy vampires this is how it looks like that's the worldly um term for it energy vampire (laughs) yeah in my village they call them if you for pay for that's your house witches okay yeah. so go and assist us <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's not every it's not every fear for pay for that fly at night sometimes they walking with you during the day and they actually so how that so that they can spew words that are seeds and that seeds yes. can now gain ground in your heart in your mind and becomes something that blooms and manifests that comes to also choke what God is also growing in you. Be discerning. Be discerning. So yeah, that's that's basically yeah. Long story short. Long story medium. Sorry, it wasn't that short. It was medium. So long story medium. Um yeah, that's where I'm I am. Stories still being written, but three years and the first few chapters are done. So right now, to the glory of God, I'm working the job that I prayed for, that I fasted for, that I believed God for. And I'm praying and believing God for more. Amen. He's been doing more. Um, so we just pray that the Lord will continue to bless us and expand our territory so that we can be a blessing to others. That's it. That's all I pray for, that God Amen. will make me a blessing to others. And in due time, he will make me in all aspects of my life, not only just in word, but in deed. You know? So. Testimony. What the testimony? Okay? Yeah, man. Yeah, God is so real. He's <laughs> realer so than Jesus. you think, man. He's, bro. Jesus. That's what I can say. And I'm real, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's real. He's really than, he's really than what you think is real. Right. He's realer than that. He's realer than that. I gotta give him a chance. Amen. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, this was Sika Talks the podcast. Okay, it was a lengthy one, but it was good. Look, it's always a good time. See, it's always always a good time. Always. (laughs) This was Sika Talks the podcast with the beautiful. Fantablos, English English loaded and word loaded. Okay. 
Logos Rema. Okay. Junior. <laughs> Not Rema Junior. Pastor, come get your friend, please. But I love you so much. I love you. This was so good. Thank you for having me. Always, yeah. Listen, <laughs> you're always invited. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I'm mandated. I'll, I'll be having a choice. But I mean, yeah. Invited is a nice way to say it. It's a very nice way to say it. She I'm literally really has me on payroll, and I'm paying. <laughs> I'm getting paid by God. And blessings. Favor. Grace on fire. Open Amen. doors. <laughs> Amen. Amen.